podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, this is the Cup of Tea podcast with me, Gareth Roberts. I'm joined by John Gibbons, Glenn Price from ESPN and Rob Gutman. Uh, we've convened today in the Anfield App studio to have a chat about Daniel Sturridge. Um, this is normally a subscribe show. Um, it's it's a off the cuff, unscripted podcast about anything we feel needs discussing, and with sometimes with special guests. Uh, but today it's uh, well, Glenn's a special guest. Um, but today we thought we'd have a chat about Daniel Sturridge because it felt quite a pivotal moment. I'll start with you, Rob. Yeah. Um, that he gets his chance, he gets his start, which he's he's, he's seemed to have wanted for a while. He's been talking about you know he's the best striker on the books, the best finisher on the books, and that sort of thing. He gets his big chance. In the semi-final of a league cup, he's he gets presentable chances during the game. Uh, he, he's trying to be influential in the game and not particularly succeeding. I wouldn't say. Um, so it, it kind of feels that chat about his career being at a crossroads will now amplify from here on in. Yeah, it's you know he's not he's whatever. I've always def- want to defend Daniel or criticise him. What he definitely hasn't come back as is that version of Sturridge we all hope for, the one champing at the bit. You know, the lad who scored goal, you know, a wonder goal in the, in the Europa Cup final and, and unlucky to find himself out of contention when Mane comes and, and we're playing a strikerless system. Uh, and he's shown flourishes, hadn't he, in his cameos earlier in the season. League Cup, a couple of goals against Spurs. He'd, yeah. he'd looked the part. Um, and I think it also against Burton, he scores, he scores two goals. He's come back into play recently with Mane and in bits and pieces of Coutinho being out. And he's, 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 sort of, he's found himself deeper, whether by instruction or, or his own instincts. It, it hasn't looked right. It only, it only worked, but it only looked good for two, two minutes against Everton when he sets up the goal for Mane. I would say I would defend him more than attack him just right now and remain on the side of let's bear with him because against Plymouth, where he does get a start the other week, He's in a lot of good positions. He makes a lot of good runs and the ball doesn't quite arrive. And I thought last night, if he hadn't had any, got any shots away, I'd go, that's, that's a lot to worry about. I know it's a cliche, a striker, you know, at least he's in a position to miss him. But he does get into two very good chances and he does shift his feet and, and, and cr- get one, a shot off in the first half. It's not vintage striker performance, but I think there's something I can work with there. Do you think we're seeing a, a, almost a different Daniel Sturridge now, Glenn, in that? You know, that sort of the blistering pace in behind, he doesn't really seem to have that right now, whether that's he's never come back fully from, from the injury, whether that's a psychological thing. But there was certainly a moment against Southampton where he was in behind and he just didn't seem to travel very fast across the pitch. Yeah, that sort of got winces from everyone mm. in the crowd when they saw that. That was like a... Um... Uh, probably just a reminder of all the injuries that he's had and it takes a toll it would also might be a mental thing as well um it might be him not wanting to you know go 100 percent at that because you know for the fear that his hamstring could go or, or any other injury um could flare up because he got an injury at a really bad time didn't he, he got a, it was a minor groin I think it was he missed the Sunderland game which Coutinho eventually got stretched off in that was a minor groin strain it was stretched as a minor by the club and then he just didn't feature for like the next month or something I think the Everton game was the the next time he made an appearance so you know these injuries although they've dropped considerably since he's uh, since Klopp's been at the club you know there there are still issues there Um, and maybe he's just he hasn't played that much recently has he and Maybe he's just not fit enough. 
at the moment. Um, but yeah, that I think that was it was some it was a bit kind of sad seeing him, you know, not being able to get on the end of that of that run uh, last night. Um, and and it did have a lot of people like concerned and set alarm bells going. I mean, the other thing that the reason another reason I would say it, in in my opinion now is his days look number that Liverpool give away is almost that, you know, Jurgen Klopp comes into the club and, and seems to very quickly decide, I'm not building my team around Daniel yeah. Sturridge. I'm building my team around Firmino, around a different system even. Um, either way, Sturridge kind of feels like a player that would want something built around him. He talks himself about how he, he undoubtedly rates himself. He doesn't lack for confidence, we know that. Um, is he really going to accept... Uh, being a bit part player, which is what he's become so far this season, and also can Liverpool afford for him to be a bit part player when he's, you know, he's rumored to be on around one hundred and fifty thousand pound a week. Um, Coutinho now on something similar, maybe a bit more, depending on what reports you believe and, and read. So, you know, that, that's a, that's a lot, a big chunk of money that that Liverpool set aside for wages that's being taken up by Daniel Sturridge. It kind of feels to me that if. If, if a club come knocking now in the summer rather than now in the summer, um, there could be a situation now where that could be considered right for the club and right for him. Yeah, I ex- I expect him to go now in the summer because I think we're going to add attacking talents, whatever happens, whatever, you know, we're going to be in Europe next season, whether it be Champions League, like we hope, or the, or, or the Europa, and we're going to need more players and we're going to add in the summer and you feel like it's just another person that pushes Daniel Sturridge down the pecking order. Now, where I disagree with what you said slightly is that I think he'd back himself. I think he'd always think, well, I'll just find my way. I'll, you know, because he, because he, he, I think his, his belief in himself and his own ability, I don't think has, has been shake, shaken really, maybe a bit in his own body, but not in his ability. So I think, I think he'd back himself, whoever come in to think, well, I just need my chance and I'll score goals and then he'll have to pick me. I think the, the football club might have other ideas. I think what you're right to, to point out about the value is is true and FSG since they've come in for for better or for worse have you know have looked at these things and looked at what they're getting value for and they made decisions on older players very quickly when they came in the likes of Coit, um, Maxi players who I felt still had things that they could offer Liverpool, but obviously from FSG's point of view not at the wages that they were on you know you're talking. You know, hundred grand plus. They they do it on those two, I think, by the end. And so, I think they'll be looking at it, and I don't think Klopp will be will be too concerned either. I think he'd be happy to 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 bank the money and and to, and to kind of use it in different ways. So that's what I'm expected to happen now. And it's a shame, really, because you know you think about the player he's been for us and 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 the quality. And really, you know, he should be in the prime of his career now. Was he twenty seven? Um, he's you know he's he's not. He's not an old. He's not old by any stretch of the imagination, but it just feels like you look at him and it, it just feels like one injury too many, maybe, and just just one knock too many, really, and, and maybe better for him, even if he wouldn't necessarily admit it, to, to kind of to try maybe a different style because it's just it's it's relentless with how we want to play, and and is he is is his body kind of kind of up to it? Really, I'm not sure. It's funny because I think Klopp quite likes him as a player, and and you know, but it's just. It's just how you kind of fitting him in, really, and, and and the style of football he wants to play, and, and as you say, those wages, I think, will just be the tipping point. Mm. I mean, it, it it kind of feels like it's been, I mean, perhaps I'm harsh in saying this, but it kind of feels like Rob that it's been like cameos for for a while now from mm. him, if you know what I mean. Rather than, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of his stats here for, from Jordan's Liverpool career, and obviously, 
you know, he signed in January, isn't he? Um, and so only 16 appearances in his first season with us, but that's January to, to the summer. 16 appearances, 11 goals. Um, the following season, 13, 14, that's where he really shines bright, obviously. 24 goals, 33 appearances. Since then, it's been, you know, 14, 15, 18 appearances, 5 goals, 15, 16, 25 appearances, 13 goals. Which a lot of those are sub as well. Yeah, and then and then current season, 19 appearances, 6 goals. So it, it does feel like he's, he's slowly being edged out for, for one reason or another, doesn't it? And it doesn't feel like that's going to change. I mean, for instance, you don't see Firmino, for instance, going anywhere. And he's another player that Klopp obviously really rates. And when it comes down to choosing between the two, most of the time it's been Firmino. So Firmino, you would expect, would still be in next season. As as Gibbo said, you would imagine Liverpool recruiting the summer as well, particularly when it doesn't look like they're going to do business this window. So it's sort of like, you know, how does it change? How is, how is there a huge catalyst for, 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 for Daniel to have his Liverpool comeback, if you like? I, I just can't see where that, that comes from, really. I think, yeah... I think in terms of Klopp, Klopp's mind, I think you're right. I think he's, I think the mind's made up. And it's really hard to see a version of Daniel that would convince him that he's going to be one of his four, of which he'll pick three from. You know, that prime four. I think at the beginning of the season he'd have gone, yeah, I'm one of the four. I'll, t- I'll just about take that and I'll show, force my way in. And I, I find it hard to see how Klopp will do that. One or two things really happens from here on in. He either continues this stumbling form, let's be honest with, with ourselves, and he sees less and less game time and he's really only called upon in emergencies, in which case he's definitely gone in the summer uh, and he's not getting better than West Ham or Stoke, quite frankly. And, he, and, I, and, I, and I fear where it could get a little messy is he, because of that big wage he's on, Liverpool may get a bit too keen to offload him. He may be thinking, you know, I don't want to play for a possible relegation for the team. I'd rather sit here, Liverpool in Europe, get some game time and, and have my 150. He may, be, he may become a different kind of person when he's faced with his, his was, reality. Wasn't that a little sniff? It might have been a, an unreliable website. You know, that much information goes into my brain and outside the other, if you like that. It's hard to remember where it all comes from, but wasn't there a slight sniff of a story that he... Arsenal were interested in one yeah, Well, so. yeah, there, there was, but this from was John Cross, I think. I was coming on to that. I mean, that's so there's a, as I said, there's two ways I see this going. Either it gets, it gets, it maintains the level it's at, or gets a bit worse. In which case, he's looking at relegation for the teams who suddenly think he he were gambling on him really, or, or he actually comes in, he does really well. Uh, he scores some goals. Does what he does at the end of last season, in fact. If you, you actually, we go back to between February and May. He, Sturridge does really, really well there. If you go his games games per minute ratio, it's it's pretty much it's better than a goal per two games. Um, and he scores that important goal in the final. If we forget the goal he scores against Man U in the in Europa. I think he scores against in the semi final. He scores a good goal against Everton. So although he did, even then we were saying the pace maybe not that hard, but the movement and the sharpness and the finish is still there. So if he looks a good version of Daniel, I still think he's off in the summer. It's just that if he looks a good version of Daniel, he might get Arsenal. He might. But even they will notice that He's hard to count on over a season. I, I really, I really don't think the Euros helped him at all. No, this, I agree. Because he, he came back. Well, England didn't, didn't stay that long, but he, it meant that he reported to pre-season later. We Klopp insisted on the players who were at the Euros having a three-week break, so he comes back later. In that time, Klopp's got time to work with 
uh, Coutinho, Firmino, and Mane in that three. Mm. And it was, I think, in the all of the friendlies or, or the, the the first few friendlies that front three played, yeah. and it was working like a treat. You could see like how just how well they were working together in tandem. And it's sort of like I think Klopp had mentioned that you know he was going to tr- probably play the players who he'd had the majority of the pre-season at the start of the season and at Arsenal you know that three did play so you know that that Euro certainly didn't help because towards the end of last season you know Sturridge was you know the starting striker wasn't he started in the Europa League final started in all the big games it's just a bit bit unfortunate and you could say the same about you know Emre Chan as well he came back um, to to the Euros later than anyone else because Germany did quite well he hasn't been great, and neither is Origi, who, who also went to the Euros. Do you think there's also a problem, though, almost that what one man wants from the other and vice versa, if you like? So what I mean by that is Klopp, obviously there's the emphasis on hard work, on pressing, on you know defending as well as attacking and all that sort of thing. Sturridge, he's been quite open and spoke before about how he, he considers himself a box player. I think a lot of people who've watched him down the years would agree that's where you want to see him, that's where he's got his magic, that's where he scores his goals. And so now it kind of feels like that when he is on the pitch, I mean, even you know against Southampton, he's he's really deep at times, like ridiculously deep. He's picking it up round and about Liverpool's box at times and, and, and trying to build play from there. And that that's not where you want to see him. You don't want to see him dropping into midfield, but then you almost think, well, is the reason he's doing that almost... I'm, look, Klopp, I'm doing what you're saying. I'm working hard. Whereas if he was allowed to, for want of a better phrase, go longer, be, he'd, probably, he'd probably get goals. Or is he adapting his own game because of his, because of of his body? Issue. Yeah, I think, you know, because you remember when we first got storage and it was through balls, wasn't it? It was the, the relationship yeah. he had with Phil Coutinho and he was around the back and he was, and he was always there and he it'd be gone. And whether he just feels like he can't really do that anymore, you know, he hasn't got that. So... So he's just trying to get involved and kind of show, you know, the type of player he, he can be. I think his use of the ball is still really good. I noticed that even last night when he wasn't playing great, you know, how, how he can take it in certain situations and shield it and find a little angle. I think, you know, he's, he's he could be a 10, I think, in, in a different system. But you think about, well, we don't even play with a 10 at the moment. Mm. But even if we did, you know, the amount of work that... that would be expecting from that person and, and you just kind of don't really feel like you know Dan, Daniel's kind of got that in him for one reason or another so I just think the, the more you kind of look at it the more you think it's a tricky situation for him at Liverpool and it's tricky to see how, how this works out well for him really I mean Rob you mentioned some there Glenn I mean just pure speculation but do you see anywhere that could be a fifth for him you know what I mean we mentioned Arsenal but that seems a little bit you know that, that could be dependent on a lot of other things. Is there any other clubs out there that you think if they came in, that, that would feel like a good fit for Daniel and vice versa? Or? I think somewhere abroad might be a good fit for, for Daniel because everything here is a story with him. Mm. Like, you know, he's, he's not playing now and you His know, face even, even running up and down. Even my news desk are asking about st- me to do something on course, stories yeah. this season. You know, because I'm not sure he likes that everything. You know his his comments um, get scrutinised, as we saw with there was after Burton when he said he didn't like playing out wide. Yeah, you know that's just a striker saying he wants to play in the middle. Um, yeah, and then you know he he see he's got this like people see him as as lazy and arrogant, and you know he must be getting tired of that. I know, I know footballers try and block it out, but it, it can affect you, can it? And 
if you go abroad, um, I don't know. I don't know enough about European football to know which major teams in search of a striker who could afford his wages and, and the transfer fee. But you know, I'm sure it it might be something that that would interest him. I mean, we we we've talked about it on other shows before, Rob as well. But uh, I mean, just for this one as well, it, it does seem harsh. Some of the perception issues of them, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. let, I mean, let, let, let's take football out of the equation first of all. Um, he he is genuinely a nice fella. Yeah, uh, I think we, we we're okay to say that. Um, he has done stuff with the Anfield app before. Uh, Randy Heaton was lucky enough to interview him. He's a nice fella. He does he does nice stuff. He's been out to schools. He's done he's done all that kind of stuff. So we, so we know he's an all right fella for for one. But a lot of it, do, you know, there does seem to be a bit of a oh, you know, he thinks he's this and he thinks he's that, and you know that's continually repeated as a strand of information when it's when you know Daniel Sturridge is discussed. Yeah, there's people who either want want, want like him instinctively. Like I think we do. I don't think I think he's charismatic. He's He's, uh, he's he's intelligent. He, you know, you, you can see the positives. He's a good influence, apparently, on some of the young kids uh, around the, around Melwood. Um, and I can, you know, I I like I like his his maverick streak. But I think there are others. I mean, I was in an away crowd a few weeks ago, and he comes on the pitch, and these lads behind me were just going, "You lazy storage, you lazy." He'd, he hadn't he hadn't had a chance to do anything. But they, <laughs> they, they just don't like the look on his face, and. And, you know, we've talked at length about the lack of a song for him or there's mm. beginning to be here and there. You, you do feel for him in that respect. I, I think Glenn's point about the comparison to Emre Chan, if you want to be positive or put it in a different context, is not a bad one, really. Maybe, maybe we're just in danger of just damning him too quickly because of that history of injury. I suppose another way of doing it is he's, he's been out, he's been back since February last year now, so we're virtually a calendar year on, and he has only had that one uh, three, four, three and a half weeks out in in December, and it made and, and it made him rusty again because before then it was a bad time because he was needed, wasn't it? Yeah, we, there's a possibility here we're just being we're, we're being a bit over dramatic because before then, before that injury, I think we were all pretty excited about that that Daniel could come in at any time. Um, who was it said the other day on a podcast? Seeing Sturridge's name on a team sheet made them smile every time. So you or Kopi, John? If it was, if it was good line, it was me. It was, it, was, it was you. And I thought, yeah, that's just that. And that that was the case all season long. Let's be right. We were all looking forward to seeing him play in the league cups. Yeah. We were all looking forward to seeing him getting a game. We all thought, yeah, he's still got something about him. It's only post this last injury. So it might be that we need to give him another couple of weeks. We might be falling into traps and rushing to judgment. But I don't what know. you said is right, though, and it is kind of an interesting side issue to all this is that like, the, 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 the fan base is very split on him and always mm. kind of has been. And, you know, it's, it's been it's, four years now. It's not going to change. Yeah, and the, the yeah. Anfield raps, and I've seen it said, people said, oh, the Anfield raps so pro storage and stuff. And I think I think they've got a point, to be honest with you. I think, yeah, I don't think, about that. Yeah. I know, well, it's one of them, isn't it? It's like, well, you can't just go and find people and say, oh, does anyone hate Daniel Sturridge and come on a podcast? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just one of them things sometimes where where one side's a bit more overrepresented. So I think people who say that have kind of got a point, but I don't really know what the solution is, but it is worth being a man. Like, I've heard all the stuff in your ways. Like, at, at, uh, I went to Plymouth, mm. and when he got substituted off the... Um, the Plymouth fans were singing "Who Are You" at him, and uh, and there was Liverpool fans joining in, like, oh, which fuck. is like a bit mad, really. Yeah, yeah, Do you know it. what I mean? And so, like, you know, kind of it, it all, and I think I think made this just something about him that people just kind of don't take too really, and and you know, it's 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 one of those situations where whether that's kind of kind of always going to be the case now, but his his form does worry me at the moment. He, uh, 
I can't remember the last time he, he did something you think, oh, bloody hell. That's 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 the Daniel Sturridge, you know, and he used to get kind of two or three a game, not necessarily goals, but moments where, you know, you just mm. kind of, you know, he'd wow you, and, and it does kind of doesn't I think that's what worries me. You know? I think that's what, like, I think that's almost what, why I want to have this chat and, and things, because what I saw last night, I'm not used to seeing that from him, because he, he, there's been other times where he's come back from injury, obviously he's suffered a few at Liverpool, quite a few, and it's a big talking point in itself, but when he's come back, even when he hasn't been fully fit, it's almost always a goal threat, regardless. Yeah. And then, and then you always used to get excited about that because you think, well, when he's fully fit, he's going to even be, be even more of a goal threat. And like last night, I know you, I think you're being kind to him, Rob, to just say, oh, well, you know, he's in the positions, but you know, you expect yeah. to see him score from four yards or whatever yeah, it was yeah. last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and it sort of, I don't know. It, I just, I just felt like it. It felt like a big moment to me that one. It's sort of like if you're in and out, and and you know, other players are performing in your place. Then when you do get your chance, you've got to take it. You know, football's harsh that way, and and Klopp now is is massively under the spotlight because you know things look like they're going a little bit wrong. People are going to be talking about plans for next season, and I just think it's interesting now the way that the the player that you're all talking about, including me, or we we miss X. It's no longer storage. No. It's Mane now, isn't mm. it? That that's yeah. the player we're all pinning our hopes on again. And if you if you go back not so long ago. You know, Brendan Rodgers did press conference after press conference where he was basically saying, but when Sturridge is back, yeah. X, when Sturridge is back, Y. And, mm. you know, now it now it seems like almost time has moved on and he's he's seen differently within the club. Yeah, he is. I mean, even well into Jürgen's reign last season, he was getting, he was almost getting weary of the questions about Sturridge. Mm. Like, you know, I, I think he almost got to a point where uh, I remember he made a joke after Sturridge came back for him and scored two at Southampton in that six nil, and going, ah, I see what you're all, why you've all been pestering me now. Um, he he was that player, and it's really quite recent still. So I I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There's a cultural shift. I mean, you know, that's a, it's a good thing that Jurgen has broken our reliance on him by the fact that we talk about Mane. We talk about Mane and Coutinho, and probably we talk about Firmino, well ahead of Sturridge at the moment. I mean, it was interesting, even last season, the fact that Divock Origi had that purple patch, yeah. where, where he actually ousted Sturridge. Didn't yeah, he, yeah Sturridge point. only gets back in because uh, Origi gets injured, injured against Everton, yeah. Mm. So, you know, it's positive signs for the club that we, we talk about three or four players. It, it almost looked, we, there was a period without him, it looked like we just did know, not know where a goal was coming from. That's what got so so critical, I think. Now, you know, we, under Jürgen, we've been the, the biggest scorers in the country for the best, best part of a year, haven't we? We don't, And without much, a huge contribution from him. So that's that's a good thing, that. OK, so to finish then, um, just before I die, uh, <coughs> I'll go around the table. This time next year, is he a Liverpool player? Come no, on. I don't I'm, think so, no, no. I don't think so, and I'll be sad about that. I'm saying no as well. Um, John, I'm just about to have a cough and fifth. So, would you like to plug stuff we've had on uh, Tour Player this week? Yeah, I will do. So, this is the example of the <coughs> kind of shows we're putting out quite a lot on Tour Player. But this week's been a bit of a belt of really, despite the football. Um, we've had Paco Yestran in, who used to be assistant manager at Liverpool under Rafa Benitez. He was great to come in. He did an in-depth analysis of the Swansea game and almost made it a bit more enjoyable and things like that. Uh, he's recorded a couple of other stuff for us as well that'll be coming out uh, in the future. Um, we did a Central League show. We recorded that today. That'll be out. That's, that's our focus on the academy. So, we talked about Steven Gerrard going back and got a bit of insight into what people are saying at the academy about that happening but also the latest on the under 23 and under 18s games you've just recorded a pro view haven't you with, with steve, steve warnock. warnock yeah he was really good as well um he's now he's now stepping in and he's he is the professional footballer that will speak to on the pro view 
Uh, he's very honest, very revealing in some of the stuff that he, he came out with in the hour we had with him. So that's well worth a listen. All of this is uh, comes under the umbrella of Tour Player, which is our uh, subscription podcast service. Five pound a month for around thirty shows, all Liverpool FC. Can I plug a show based? <laughs> yeah, of course you can. Make Raw transfer gossip and, and, <laughs> and filth in the gutter show. Uh, although the, last week we didn't have many names to talk about, but it's uh, but it's always fun to do, and we go bit, we go large on it during the transfer windows. If you've not listened before, so yeah, if you're interested and you've never subscribed, if you go to the Anfield Apps website, uh, theanfieldapp.com, go to the subscription page. It's fairly self-explanatory what you do from there on in. Uh, hope you've enjoyed this free taster of one of our subscription shows. Uh, as ever, you know, tweet us, send us a Facebook message, follow us on Instagram, look us up on YouTube, all of those things. Let us know what you think about storage as well. Uh, thanks, San. I hope you listen again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.